Welcome to the Aligned Women Podcast, a podcast to empower women in chiropractic to grow practices that work for their families. I'm Dr. Danielle Eaton. And I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman. We're two moms who are navigating the journey of life and practice just like you. So sit back, take a deep breath, and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Aligned Women Podcast. I'm Dr. Shauna Dingman, and with me today is the amazing and wonderful Dr. Danielle Eaton. Hi, Danielle. Hi. You know, I just realized whenever you do the intro, you say something so wonderful about me. I'm like, okay, (laughs) noted. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) I used to listen to this amazing podcast. It was called the Social Media Marketing Half Hour or Hour or something like that, and it was two women who did it. And that's how, so one always did the introductions and that's how she always introduced the other woman. And she would do it a little differently every time, but I just thought it was so cute. I mean, they were such good friends and you and I are great friends. So yeah, I just, I love being able to introduce you that way. It's fun. Thank you. I appreciate that. So we have a great topic today. Um, Several weeks ago, I posted in the Aligned Women Members community about this particular topic and holy smoke, did the post get lit up with people who are like, ugh. So today we're going to talk about closing the sale. And I know that this is going to trigger so many of you listening to this. And right away, there are so many of you that are thinking, oh, that's so skeevy. I hate those terms. So I'm actually going to read you some of the comments that I got. Let me see if I can find it here. Some of the comments that I got when I posted this question in our group, what are your thoughts on, and I put in quotes, closing the sale? And I got, so here are some of the comments. Um, Someone said, this is something I struggle with. And someone else says, my gut feels repulsed by it. I've got cringe from someone, tacky from someone else. Uh, Someone said, that terminology makes me feel like I'm selling used cars. Someone else said, I don't want to sell you either. Sorry, I don't want to sell. You either want it or you don't. Um, This this was my favorite one, I think. Repulsive terminology that makes me want to roll my eyes and sneak away. So clearly, this idea of closing the sale makes people think of Matilda's father. So if you've ever seen the movie Matilda, you know that Danny DeVito played just the worst kind of human being. And he just happened to be a used car salesman. He was the most dishonest, squeaky, greasy, awful, just a yucky, yucky human being. And I think that's what a lot of people think about when it comes to the idea of closing the sale. And yet several of you other said other several of you also said things like you know when i think about it sales is really about service um like i said someone else said you know i kind of struggle with this someone else said you know i was listening to a podcast the other day and there were women who were talking about sales and it just really got me thinking about it because i think that there are a lot of people who ask for my help but i don't feel comfortable telling them that i can help so This is what's going on in our heads when we're talking about sales. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Danielle? Holy smokes. There is a whole lot to talk about here. 
as you said, uh, it might trigger some people in my brain. I was thinking, I hope it does trigger some people (laughs) because then we know we're getting to something that's important for you to really look at and examine for yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you, if what you hear today in this episode makes you feel like you want to turn that podcast off or, you know, you feel resistant to listening or you're like rolling your eyes, I invite you to take a deep breath and hang with us here because what we are talking about very likely then need, you need to hear it. You need to do some work around this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just sharing with Shauna before we started recording that my seven-year-old and my four-year-old have no qualms about selling. And it's not because I've done something magical or were not even not magical. Like I haven't trained them in sales. Okay. This is just intrinsic to them. Um, my seven-year-old has had a lemonade stand this summer. She was super excited to wave down people in the street, stop them in their vehicle <laughs> and ask them to buy lemonade. And she's also taken cucumbers that we had in surplus from um, a coworker of my husband's who gave them to us, by the way, we didn't buy them. (laughs) They were given to us. We had too many. They were going to go bad before we could use them all. So she decided to go around the neighborhood with my husband in tow and sell them to the neighbors three for a dollar. And she was really excited. (laughs) She was really excited about all the cucumbers that she sold. My four-year-old likes to take toothpicks and paint them. Basically, she just dips them in paint. So the toothpick now is colored one color. And she's adamant that she's going to go now and sell her toothpicks to the neighbors. And we actually, in our old neighborhood, did go around selling sticks that were painted one time to the neighbors. Um, We've also sold tomatoes. You know, like they have no stories in their head about what, our neighbors are thinking about them from selling all these things that don't have a ton of value, uh, especially the toothpicks, but um, it's just intrinsic to them. And they're probably excited because they value them, right? And they're thinking, oh, you know, it means something to them. So therefore it's going to be of value to somebody else. And they're excited to share that with them. I have the same experience with my kids. When I think of some of the stuff they have sold to our friends around the neighborhood, around our cottage over the last 15 years, it's a bit embarrassing. And I felt like walking around with a sign that I could just sort of wave over the kid's head that they wouldn't see, but the neighbors would like, I'll pay you back after. Um, But yeah, it's amazing. Kids don't, it's exactly what you said. Kids don't tell themselves the same stories about selling. But I think that beginning with a definition too, that can be really helpful to get this idea of what selling is and isn't out of our head. Um, the, the thing that changed it all for me several years ago, when I first read this definition was, uh, Dan Sullivan. So he runs a business called the strategic coach and he defines sales as selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. So I, you know what, I'm just going to read that again so that you really hear it. Selling is getting someone intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them. And it's getting them to emotionally commit to take action to achieve that result. 
When I read that, it totally changed how I felt about closing the sale in chiropractic because I think that defines exactly what we do. People come to us, they walk through the doors of our office because they want something and they know that we can help them with it. And all we're doing when we're selling is simply showing them what they've got going on and how they can participate in this process that we call treatment. That, that really is it. They want it to not show them how to participate is doing them a disservice because they came there looking for that. And when you think about what a sale is, just a sale by definition is when you provide a product or a service to someone and then you get paid in return, that's a sale. That's all a sale is. And we place a, a large emotional, let's say, bag around it when we think about skeevy, dishonest, manipulative, convincing, anything like that. That has nothing to do with sales. Sales is simply the completion of a transaction where they've come to you looking for something, you've given them something, and you got compensated for it, which is, I mean, that's why we're in business. So if we can leave all the other emotional baggage behind around closing the sale and wrap our heads around, what you're actually doing is you are helping them get a result that they came to you looking for that they know is good for them. And all we're doing is we're helping them to commit to taking action on that. That's a sale. That's closing the sale. And in chiropractic, it's one of the most important things that we do at the beginning of care. And to have any issues around telling somebody that you can help them, again, you are not serving people. What you're doing is you're just feeding your own hangups. <laughs> it's so true. I laugh because I've had those same hangups where Me too. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel comfortable closing the sale, essentially. As we talked about before, we were recording, imagine that you go to Best Buy with the intention of buying a television and the sales associate comes up to you as you kind of walk past him and he says, hi, how are you doing? And you say, hi. And he says, what are you looking for today? And you say, a TV. And he says, oh, and just leaves that there. And so what do you do next? Do you go wandering around the store looking for where the TVs are? How do you then decide what TV is best for you? Maybe you talk yourself out of it. Like you've saved up for this TV, but now you're not sure that you're going to buy the right one. But if you'd had some guidance in the process, then maybe the outcome would have been different. But it's just so intrinsic. Like we go to a store and the sales associates there help us make a buying decision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of the challenge of being a chiropractor and being a business owner too, is that we want to be the care provider, but if you also want to be the business owner, you also have to take part in helping people make buying decisions. For sure. Yeah. So how do we make this easier for people? How can closing the sale become more comfortable for people where they don't feel like they're trying to convince or... I don't know, put something on a patient that the patient, like they're not dying to know the details of, or they're not dying to say, yes, I'm in. How do I, so how do I get this? 
I think first things first that we have to just shine a light of awareness on the fact that we feel uncomfortable about something. So if you're listening right now and you hear the terminology closing the sale and you're already feeling like, Ugh, then the next question is, are you willing to acknowledge that there might be something there for you to change so that you can improve your practice? And if the answer is yes, then all you have to do next is continue to shine a light of awareness on how you are feeling, both when you hear talk about closing the sale or when you are in the moment where perhaps you could be closing a sale. Mm -hmm. And you may not be perfect at this right off the bat, But if you can walk away from a scenario or look back at previous scenarios that you've been in where you could have, let's say, closed the sale with a patient uh, or potential patient and you didn't, then what can you do differently moving forward? Yeah, and you know, that terminology, closing the sale, the only reason the terminology exists is because it's like a loop. When somebody comes to you for help, the loop is now open. So the idea of closing the sale is you're closing that loop. They've come to you for help. You've sat down, you've examined them, you've told them what's going on, you've told them what their options are, and now in order to close the loop, you need to simply tell them how to pay and when they need to come in and then start adjusting them. So that's where the terminology comes from of closing the sale. It's like closing an open loop. So yeah, for sure, just figuring out what your barriers are around it and calling them out and... Just acknowledging that they're there is probably the first thing, but I think that there are some practical things that we can do too that just make the whole process very comfortable. And, you know, when you said to me earlier um, that you've had those mindset issues before, I have too, absolutely. When I think of what closing the sale looked like for me back in 2000 when I first started versus what it looks like now. It's a very, very different process. And looking back on those, you know, many years where I would have said, oh, like I felt like I was doing more convincing than I'm doing now. The difference is in the information that I gave patients and how I walk them through the process. When you have a really thorough um, consultation and examination process where you have many, many different ways of objective testing and you can communicate really clearly to the patient as you're doing the examination and through your report of findings, how the objective testing proves that there's a problem or supports that there's a problem, which is what they already know, right? You're already telling them what they know. So now you're validating their thought process When you can do that in a very logical way and walk them through that process, they should get to the end where they're like, yes, yes. And they're, you know, they're kind of nodding and and they're almost wanting to rush you through it to find out, okay, how do we get started? And that's really when you know that you are giving people the information that they need to hear in order to close that loop and have them understand that they've made the right decision, that they're in the right place, that you can help them, and they have all the details that they need in order to be able to say, yes, that all makes sense, count me in. So if you're finding that you have to do a lot of convincing, then, I mean, I would suggest to you to take a look at the details of your uh, consultation and your examination and your report of findings and see whether or not people are missing details. And then fill in those details. 
something else came up in one of our newest mastermind sessions recently about closing the sale, which is a little bit different than what you've described. And what this person was asking about were people who were mentioning to her in conversation that they were, they needed a chiropractor they were interested in being a patient, but that she was then not, she, I don't think she used the term closing the sale, but then it was just like this open loop that was left there. Yeah. She felt uncomfortable basically saying, I can help you. Right. And I've asked her a couple of times now, what do you think you can do to change this? And what do you think changing this would change for your practice? And she's really clear that changing this would be very significant for the growth of her practice, but yet she also feels that she doesn't know what to do. And I find that to be tricky. It's a tricky space because really all you have to do is be willing to say, I can help you. Would you like to take a look at what's available on my calendar? Or maybe you don't want them to look at your calendar. Would you like to discuss scheduling a new patient exam? There you go. Now you have a tactic or a strategy, a tactic to utilize to close that loop. Yeah, for sure. Yet, there, we have all these stories about what we can do, what we can't do, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And, you know, a lot of times I find for me, if I'm uncomfortable talking about something with someone, I simply say to them, I, I feel uncomfortable, but I want to make sure that if you are looking for help, that I offer it to you if I think I can help you. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned that you need a chiropractor. Would you like to talk about scheduling an appointment? Damn. So I've acknowledged that I might be awkward in this scenario of talking with them about this, but in doing that, I've made it a whole lot easier for me to have the conversation without having to sound like I'm perfect at doing it. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking while you were saying that, that if that's uncomfortable, another thing you can do is ask them a question back. Well, what are you looking for in a chiropractor? And then when they tell you, so they may tell you something that you think, oh, that's not me. And then you can just say right off the bat, well, that's not a good fit for my office, but I know exactly who I can refer you to. Or you can say, well, that sounds like a fit for our office. Why don't I schedule you a consultation? And the other thing is we always consider the consultation part of our um, initial visit. So that is the part where they fill out the history form and we sit down and we talk to them about what's going on. That part is always free because if somebody was adamant that they wanted something in their care that I didn't provide or in a way that I don't provide it, that's my chance to say, you know what, our office isn't a great fit for you, but I know exactly where you can go. And they haven't wasted a whole lot of time. We haven't gone through the examination process. So we, you know, I haven't used x-ray or wasted a whole lot of staff time or wasted time on analyzing a report and all that stuff. Right away, we can know that there's not a good fit and we can refer them on. But the other thing is it's a win-win for them because they haven't spent any money. So letting them know, you know, the consultation is always free. We can, you can let me know your story. I can let you know exactly how we run care in our office. And if it's a great fit and you want to go on and do an examination, we did, we can discuss it then. And then just finish off with, does that sound good to you? I guarantee you they're going to say yes. And then if they do, you just say, great. And then either give them a business card, send them a link, 
um, you know, what's your cell phone number? I'll text you the link to my calendar or what's your cell phone number? I'll text you our office phone number, something like that. Um, what's your email address? And I'll make sure I get you the information you need. And that way you have something you can always follow up with too. So that, that can make just that idea of how do I tell people that I can help without feeling skeevy about it? Those are a couple of ways that should make that part easier. I think the bottom line with what we're talking about here is that um, practice and the willingness to practice is a way through this, a way through this ickiness or the skeeviness about closing a sale. But you have to be willing and able to practice and find what works for you so that you feel comfortable and the words that you use resonate with you. So it's not necessarily about having a script that you recite, but being a real person with a real person in front of you, having a conversation with them and just helping them to uncover what it is that they need help with. And are you a match for that? Mm -hmm. And we can leave out all the rest of the stories. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to this episode? No, not specifically. I think, you know, just to reiterate the point that this is an important piece of growing your practice. And if you're feeling like you're uncomfortable with it now, that's okay. Because as you've heard Shauna and I both say, there's been times that we've also felt uncomfortable with it. And through time and persistence and practice, if you will, at practicing, then we've become more comfortable with having these conversations. And Shauna, I would say you're very proficient with having sales conversations um, from my experience. So just know that wherever you are right now is where you are. It's okay. But if you're willing and able to improve, then you will. And the results will be worth it. Yep, for sure. One of the things that helped me the most was just hearing other people do it ask people. So Danielle and I have given you a few examples on the podcast here, but ask chiropractors who you feel, you know, you you really resonate with in your community or online, ask them, what did they say specifically that helps them deal with it? When I heard the words that were coming out of other chiropractors' mouths, I remember thinking, oh, that's easy. I could say that. Or, you know, I might change a word or two to make it more how I would say it. But I'm someone who I really need to hear it from somebody else to be able to realize it's actually a lot easier than you think. But then it's exactly what Danielle said. You've got to practice. It's like any other skill, the more you do it. And then especially when you get positive reinforcement, when you get people saying, oh, that's great. Or, oh, yeah, I'd love to. Or, oh, that's awesome. Thanks so much. It makes it it makes it so much more doable. It makes you realize, okay, I I don't need to have some of the hangups that I have around this. No, we definitely don't need to have any hangups. <laughs> well, the Let's very just... worst, ask your kids because they won't have any hangups around it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Apparently, kids of chiropractors are very entrepreneurial. So, yeah, maybe they'll practice with you. <laughs> okay, so, Shauna, how do we wrap this episode up? Well, I would say if you have any feedback about closing the sale, Let us know in the post in the community around this podcast episode, if you've got any comments, if you've got any cool ways that you talk to people about it, put it in the post so that other people can read it 
and they can sort of say it out loud and roll their tongue around it and think, hmm, I could do that. So any great ideas you have, just let us know in the Facebook communities. Awesome. Yes. Okay. Before we wrap up, I just want to remind you that if you would like to get more clarity on where you're at with your practice right now, where you're strong and where you could make improvements to help you be present with your family and more profitable in your practice, then I would invite you to take our quiz. It's the aligned practice quiz. You can find it at alignedwomen.com forward slash quiz in under 15 minutes. You can have clarity about where you are doing great in your practice and where you can make improvements. So it's totally worth your time and your effort to head over there and take this quiz because everyone that I know that has taken it has said, whoa, this was really insightful. Yes. Okay. So that's a wrap. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. We will catch you back here next week for a brand new episode of the Aligned Women podcast. Take care. Thank you for joining us today on the Aligned Women podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, we would love for you to head on over to iTunes and hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode. You can join the community of amazing women doctors in our free private Facebook group, Mama Chiropractors, by going to alignedwomen.com slash mama chiropractors. And if you'd love to fast track your success in life and practice, subscribe to the waitlist for the Aligned Women team group coaching membership by going to alignedwomen.com forward slash join. Have an amazing day and we look forward to seeing you next time on the Aligned Women podcast.